and we're live with the inaugural episode of paranormal-spirits.com. I'm Mike Black. This is my wife, Alyssa Black, and my best friend, John Burkett. Uh, we all have had paranormal experiences. We all like to talk about the paranormal experiences we had. Uh, we all like to drink, so... Responsibly. Uh, responsibly, of course. <laughs> and uh, only good liquor. So we've decided that we would put together a podcast where we can get our booze on, B double O Z E. We can also uh, talk about booze, B double O S, the things that scare us, the things that go bump in the night. And I can do this with my booze, my favorite people. And all of you guys listening who are into the paranormal and or into booze for that matter, the B double O Z E kind. And that way we can share with everybody and, and create a platform and a medium for everyone to tell their story. So, tonight let's start off with our B-double-O-Z-E. John, <laughs> take uh, it away. What this, do we have? <laughs> this is Don Julio Blanco tequila. Okay. Um, as you can see, that was a full bottle Saturday. <laughs> It has right. been uh, quite popular. Wow. Okay. With who? So, yourself? With myself. With yourself. Yeah. Okay. So now, I have a question. It I was half to... full when I got here, by the way. Yeah, I, <coughs> yeah, I, want, to, I want to interrupt for a second. So is this blue it tequila? Is bl- the, the glass is blue. No. The, the tequila right. is clear. The tequila is clear, so it is truly a Blanco, but the glass is blued. That's cool. It's a pretty glass. It is a pretty glass. So, this is a Blanco, which means that this has not been aged. It came straight out of the steel and into the bottle. No barreling. No barreling. Definitely has legs. You got more than me. Uh, I'm bigger than you. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to get it perfectly even. Yeah, uh, I hope you you made hers light. (laughs) Yes, it's quite, quite heavy and oily. But it is heavy and oily. So it smells very. Now I'll tell you, the website says citrus notes of lemon, lime, and grapefruit. I, I, I would just say citrus notes. Citrus, yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm not picking out the separate ones. I, you know, <clears throat> I'm not that distinct. Yeah. In the notes, it's a great summer shooter. Summer or sipper. It's good mm-hmm. enough to sip. Now this. I will it's say very now, sweet smelling. I could play like I've never tried this before, but that'd be a lie. <laughs> like I, tried, I said, the bottle was half full. Yeah, I've, I've tried a couple of glasses or a couple glasses. of shots tonight, Dang. whatever. Um, but the but this has a very very robust um, nose for uh, the roasted agave. Yes, you you smell that agave, and if you don't know what it got roasted agave smells like. I mean, get you a bottle of this, and then you know that's roasted agave. Yeah, it doesn't have that ethanol burn. No, it does not smell that covers like, up the smell mm, of the agave. No, like less expensive. What right. is the price point on this? Forty five ish, mid forties for a seven fifty. Yep, mm-hmm. that's good. It's about twenty seven for the three fifty. So you might as well just get 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 the big get one. the big one. Okay, so I I love the smell of that. So here we go on the time. Cilantro. Cilantro. (laughs) Cilantro. Ick. Mm. 
Still smooth, as that is not my first partaking. Little so, on the scorpions, not too much. Doesn't hurt too bad. It's a little, it's right. Yep, yep. Yeah, well, well burned. Right I can feel the, it back here, too. Little tickle, little, little black pepper back there. Mm-hmm. Very nice, though. In the back of the tongue. Very smooth. Um, very smooth. I normally would not sit and sip a Blanco. I'm not going to lie. No, I, I don't my jam. typically. But this doesn't have... This is complex enough. I can see use that word. It's complex enough because I get the citrus. I get the... Definitely get that citrus. Definitely get the agave and the black pepper. The black pepper's a little strong, but I think that's because it's a Blanco. Right. That would settle down in a barrel. Right. Exactly. I've had their Reposado. Eh. Wasn't terribly impressed by it. You like this better? I like this better. Okay. I, I like the agave black pepper. I like you, that. That agave that and the black punch. pepper is is prominent in that. I will say that. That's very good. It's very smooth. You don't get a lot of that burn. And I know a lot of people get turned off with tequila. And we did tequila last week. And a lot of people get turned off when they see tequila because... Their experience with tequila is Jose Cuervo. Jose Gold. Cuervo from Ugh. lick the salt and the, the lime, and you know, if and you have to do the salt and lime, you, it's garbage. You, you need to buy a better tequila. <laughs> yes, the and you know, but that's most people' ex- experience with tequila is either in high school or college. The cheapest. Of I never drank in high school, but I know that some people do. And False <laughs> statement. <laughs> yes, absolute. Well, just, I might be stretching garbage. it just a little bit. There. Stretching it, but well, it probably That's broke. It probably snapped. Absolute. So, lie. But most people's experience with tequila is that Jose Cuervo that they had at college at some. Party and, or something. and that has uh, distilled sugar in it, oh, and that's just, what causes that horrible hangover. It's absolute garbage. It tastes it, like crap. If it does not say one hundred percent puro de agave on the bottle, mm-hmm. keep going. Yeah, just keep walking Move because on. there are plenty out there at lower, much lower price right. points. Yeah, like Cabrito, mm-hmm. that is pure Weber blue agave. Right, has no sugar distillation, and it's twenty dollars a bottle, and it's fantastic. Right. Right, so. and you don't have to. And so let's let's be real. It's all about marketing. And speaking of marketing, this episode is brought to you by uh, Doctor Squatch. So, <laughs> hope you're listening, Doctor Squatch. That's right. We, we're we're hoping for that uh, endorsement. No, uh, but seriously though, a lot of it has to do with the marketing. Yeah, you know, and that's why you Jose Cuervo, huge marketing. Behind Jose Cuervo. Oh, and Reba McIntyre songs and Cabo Wabo and uh, you know a lot of the bigger brands like that. You know that's it's they're huge into the marketing, and and the bottle will be you know this glorious bottle and well you know, Classe Azul <laughs> right Classe Azul don't times, don't knock my Classe Azul yeah Classe Azul you don't some a lot of tequilas you end up paying for the bottle and the way it looks I'm sure there is some price in that bottle oh I'm sure there is too. But that is good tequila. I won't take that away from it. And it would be good in a cocktail. I wouldn't. I don't know that I'd use it in a cocktail. I think it's too expensive. For I a agree. Yeah, I wouldn't. Agree. I wouldn't I'm be not making, up there. I mean, I there would, are some folks that'll be using Classe Azul in a cocktail. Let's just be real. Well, we experienced. We that. did experience that. Um, not would, only Classe Azul, but on Yeho Classe Azul, that's around five hundred and fifty dollars a bottle. 
Yeah. That's just showing off. There's, it was. Yeah. We, it's going to ruin the flavor of your cocktail. We went it, to a restaurant that specialized, their bar specialized in uh, high-end tequilas. <clears throat> and we strictly went for the uh, opportunity to have Glace Azul in a flight. So you get all their different Got levels. Blanco, Arepo, and the Añejo. The Añejo by itself was $65. No, excuse me. The Añejo by itself was $55, where the whole flight was 65 oh. So I'm like, give me the flight. And he said, um, we don't have any more Añejo. They had had a, we went to. You know the Repo's better. I've, had, I've tried both, and for me, I like the Repo better. So do we Sorry. name the restaurant? Do we say the restaurant? We don't need to say the restaurant. I guess, okay, we were, but... we were in San Antonio at a restaurant that specializes in tequila, and that's not hard to figure out. And so anyway, we're there, and the night we went, we went on Saturday. On Friday night, they had a tequila tasting, um, a big bougie bourgeois thing. And We had gone on a Friday. They had had it on Thursday. Oh, that's right. That's true. Yes. And so we go to this tequila tasting, and the night before, they had been inundated by this huge crowd that wanted nothing but top shelf. It was a private party. Mm-hmm. And they wiped out all the top shelf tequila at a tequila bar. And then he said they were using it for margaritas. <laughs> Mar- nearly, margaritas. I almost cried. So then I said, okay, well, how about the Herradura Selección Suprema, which I've never had. And nope, out of that too, they were making margaritas with that, which is around, I think, $200 a bottle. So, you know. That's right. like making whiskey cocktails out of a uh, 25-year-old Macallan or something. That's, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it's above, above my price point. Let's just say that. <laughs> and I'm not going to be doing that to cardinal but, sin of margaritas. And it's not going to taste right. No, well, no. because well, The whiskey-like notes the, in that, in the Classe Azul, are not going to work. No, I don't think that doesn't shine through very well. This would make see, a fantastic margarita, but there's no reason to spend this much on margarita. No, you can right. get something. I see, in a, you can buy a, a, a es, Your Cabrito. Or Cabrito or Espolone, Centenario. There's plenty of reasonable, you know, Salsa. half the price. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite for margaritas 1800 is Reposado. 1800 Reposado. I mean, because you get some of the barrel there, you get a nice smooth tequila. Um, you can drink it straight. You can sip it. I'll shoot it, but I won't sit there and sip on it. It's it's not great, but it's not bad either. No. But but if you throw it in a margarita and throw some mix around it, you know it's awesome then. But yeah. I think what makes a good top shelf is not so much your high end tequila. It's if you have, for me, I like when you have like Grand Marnier, Grand Marnier or yeah. one of right. the Instead of the, the orangey liqueurs that go with it. To me, that makes it taste. T- don't spend the money on the Patron. Like no. just just no. buy your run of the mill and add it, some Grand that's Marnier. That's the end of the sentence right there. Don't spend money on Patron. I've had the Añejo. Don't, I've don't had buy a, into the bar. Marketing. Do not buy into the marketing of that because it is not good. <laughs> no, no, not not when you can do this for the same we, price but less. We had a, a friend of ours gave us a, a couple three bottles of partially, two. two. There partially. was um, a repo, no a repo Blanco, and, and yeah, and mm-hmm. we gave it away. <laughs> and actually, I think one of them was an Añejo, and it we was. gave them all away because mm-hmm. we're just like. I've, I've had the Añejo and I've had the Plata. Yeah, and it's not impressive. The Repo isn't any better. Plata's either. fine. The Añejo was very underwhelming. And when she's saying Repo, she means Reposado, Reposado so which is your mid-grade uh, age, mid-age right. range. All right, so we've talked about our booze for the night we could do that for an hour yeah we, we could. could talk on and on and on about tequilas and liquors but 
Let's move on into the 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 booze B double O Z E portion of our no. story. No. B double O S. You're right. B double O S. I think the B double O Z E is getting to you. <laughs> it may be. That's because <laughs> See just who needed be. the bigger. Yeah, I think I I need the smaller shot on that one, didn't I? <laughs> okay, so let's let's move quickly on into the B double O S portion of our our show and <clears throat> so i need john i need you to to produce a wolf how can you do that for me that's not bad that's pretty good so oh yeah a couple of wolf howls. good job so the reason being is because we're going to talk about the bray road beast if you don't know what the bray road beast is this blew up into a sensation during the uh late 80s early 90s uh, there was a quote-unquote werewolf spotted uh, in Bray Road or on Bray Road, and Bray Road is located in Elkhorn, Wisconsin, Walworth County. Uh, current population is ten thousand three hundred and thirty, and that comes into play later on in the story. Story, but think about this: uh, ten thousand people, and it lies southwest of Milwaukee, about ten miles north of the Illinois border. Uh, one of the popular draws now is the for the town is Lake Geneva, which is a resort and swimming, skiing, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, it was founded in the 1800s by 1846 when the first town meeting was held. Elkhorn boasted a population of 539. Bray Road is four-mile stretch of uh, ill-maintained blacktop through the farm and woodland surrounding Elkhorn. It used to be a trading route, uh, that was used to travel outside of the city limits to um, trade with the American Indians. And the reason they did that was because the, the uh, Native Americans didn't want to come into into the town. Uh, and understandably so. Sure. You know, they, they just, they weren't treated well. So uh, this all begins back in 1936 in Jefferson, Wisconsin, which is actually a neighboring county, and it's the earliest sighting was by a security guard, Mark Shackleman. In 36, Mark was working as a security guard at St. Coletta School for Exceptional Children in Jefferson. Jefferson is 45 miles northwest of Elkhorn in Jefferson County, which is adjacent to Walworth County. St. Coletta was a school for the developmentally disabled. It is now an abandoned relic of a shell uh, for its former glory, but during the school's prime between 1970 and 1980, it housed over 600 students and patients. The school was located inside a former Franciscan convent, and the grounds uh, covered several old buildings and orchard uh, wide-open fields where several old Native American burial mounds had been preserved. Uh, and... As a night watchman for the school, Shackleman walked the grounds every night with his flashlight on his belt. He was crossing the fields when he saw a shadow. He squinted to see what it was. A hunched-over form was on all fours digging in one of the mounds. Um, from the canine way it dug, uh, it could have been a dog or maybe even a wolf, but he said even from that far away, he could see that the thing was far too big uh, to be a wolf or a dog. Suddenly it looked at him and then stood up. The sleek-haired, covered body rose up to over six feet tall. It had a shaggy canine face, but underneath the thick fur there was a muscular body of a man. A low growl echoed across the field. Shackleman recounted smelling rotting meat. 
his heart beating fast, trying to control his breath, Shackleman stepped back with a sudden burst of unnatural speed. The thing turned and ran off into the trees and was gone. Now, if that was me, I wouldn't come back to work the next time. <laughs> just wouldn't do it. No. Deuces, I'm no, done. Wouldn't come back this, to work unarmed. That's this sure. job yes. is not worth the amount of money that you're paying me. Shackleman, however, returned to St. Coletta for his usual rounds the next night. As he walked the fields, he saw the shadow again, digging into the same mound as the night before. This time, he gripped his flashlight tight, ready to run or swing if need be. <clears throat> again, it stood up, but this time it opened its mouth. Shackleman saw fangs shining in the moonlight with its slick, glistening lips pulled back in a snarl. It growled at him, its speech half human and half beast. Shackleman told his grandson later, I think it said Ghidorah. Frozen by fright, Shackleman made no attempt to move, and again the creature turned and left, this time walking away. He never saw it again, but the horrendous growl, the way it seemed to speak to him in the proto-human-like language, stuck in his mind for years afterwards. Now, Ghidorah is an Armenian word that means from the top of the mountain, which is not very creepy or spooky, but if you look it up in the Bible, I think a lot of people remember uh, the tale of the possessed man that Jesus cast into the swine from their Sunday school classes. And you can read about it in the New King James Version. It's Luke eight twenty six through 30. Now, I promise you some paraphrasing occurs, but... Then they sailed to the country of Gadarenes or Gadarenes. Um, Gadarenes were from Gadara, which is opposite of Galilee. And when he stepped out onto land, there he met a man from the city who had demons for a long time. And he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house, but in the tombs. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he broke the bonds and was driven by the demons into the wilderness. Jesus asked him, saying, What is your name? And the man answered him, Legion, for we are many. Later, Shackleman shared his experience with his friends and described the man-wolf he twice encountered as tall, about six feet with a muzzled face, long curved fingers, and a sickening odor reminiscent of decaying beef. Another report from southern Wisconsin emerged during the closing weeks of 1939, a young couple reported their terror field encounter to the local police describing a shaggy, wolf-like man walking along the highway on its hind legs. They claimed the creature was extremely muscular and had long gray hair hanging from its body. When the lights from the car lit up the beast, it turned, snarled, and ran into the shadows farther away from the shoulder of the road. The couple's description is very similar to Shackleman's and all the other sightings since. And then we move up into the modern days, into the 90s. In the early 1990s, Linda Godfrey was a porter for Walworth County uh, Week, a weekly supplement to the Janesville Gazette. She came to be aware that people in her hometown believed they had seen a werewolf. During her investigations, Linda went to talk to John Fredrickson, who was the county animal control officer in Elkhorn, to see if he had any information about the sightings. He took her into his office and produced a manila folder he had hidden in his desk, filed separately from all the other files. It was marked werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing suspicious about that. So I, I'm sure that this guy, uh, Fredrickson, you know that when this person comes up and says, hey, you know, I'm hearing all this, you know, I'm hearing this riff. He's like, thank God. This scuttlebutt about 
this werewolf thing. Do you know anything about that? So he's like, oh my God, you know. Thankfully, someone else. So can you imagine though, share this he with. was so afraid for his job. Can you imagine if he'd have stuck that file in the filing cabinet with all the rest and said werewolf, you know? So he goes along and he goes, raccoon, possum, water buffalo, werewolf. <laughs> water buffalo. I don't know. I mean, a, lot, a lot of these uh, game officers, uh, they know about these things. Oh, yeah, they have to. You know, if, they're, if they hear about these reports over and over and over. And so anyway, he had it stuck in his desk in case somebody came in and went through his filing cabinet. Okay, so several reports had come in from people who had seen this. And I'm using air quotes for those of you who are just listening and watching this thing that stood like that looked like a werewolf. It had the head of a wolf, five to seven feet tall, stood and ran on its back legs. The first publicly recorded sighting was on October 31st by Doris Gibson. She was a senior in high school. She felt a thump in the side of her car at night while driving down Bray Road. She felt like she might have hit something or something might have run into her car, so she stopped to check. She got out of the car, looked back in the direction for where she had been coming. She said, I saw this thing. It was big. I don't know what it was, but it started running towards me. I could hear its feet hitting the asphalt. She gets back in the car and takes off, and as she's leaving, the thing scrapes down the back of her car. The car was later examined, and scrapes on the trunk of the car were consistent with two sets of claw marks. I would have needed a new diaper. <laughs> Because that would have been absolutely terrifying. I would have. It was just. Can you imagine this thing is? You can hear the feet coming at you. Can you imagine how scary that would have been? No. I. I, I seriously. I, I would have pooped myself. I just would have pooped myself. <laughs> I, mean, I would. Another woman, Laura Andreezy, drove up on it. She slowed down, thinking it was a person. It was kneeling on the side of the road, holding what appeared to be roadkill in its upturned hands, the way a human might hold a hamburger. Then she saw the ears. They were pointed like a dog's ears. It was very large, broad-chested, shaggy gray, silver, and black coat. Tom Brickta, also a uh, student at the local high school, his car was also scratched by the creature. Uh, his went down the, the side. I saw a video on that one. Uh, Robert Bushman of St. Nazine's, uh, Wisconsin. He wasn't from Elkhorn, and not knowing the stories of the thing, he said it was too large to be a wolf said the appearance was that of something wild. It made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. One woman reported that she had been walking down Bray Road and seen a deer dart across the road, followed by some, here we go with the air quotes again, thing that was chasing after it and running on two legs. These reports were coming from a widely diverse group uh, from a demographic perspective. Uh, reports were of a biped, hairy, tall, seven to eight feet, uh, looked like a German Shepherd, humanoid hands and, and claws, and its legs were bent backwards like a dog. Um, others, including meeting, uh, many Native Americans, believed it to be the uh, Wendigo, which was... Wendigo. Yeah, Wendigo. Wendigo. Yeah, might be the Wendigo, <laughs> like yo, baby. I'm never going to say it right. Wendigo. 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 I always say it wrong, which has often been seen in Minnesota. Some witnesses insist that the werewolf stared at them. Those shaken people swear the wolf's hungry, primitive gaze is enough to freeze the heart. A few testified the thing's eyes were deep red, but most witnesses report that the headlight beams reflect black, reflect back, glowing yellowed colored eyes. 
Many of the witnesses insist that they encountered what they encountered was not imagined or trick of the shadows at night, but a real living and breathing werewolf. Okay. So here's the post notes. The just these are some after things that are kind of cool that I thought. The the Franciscan Reserve where Shackleman worked and the mm-hmm. beast was digging in the mounds. Uh it's still open today and can be rented out as a party venue for birthdays, weddings, and I'm sure Halloween parties, but <laughs> etc. And I didn't realize, but during my research, I found out that evidently Wisconsin is this hotbed for paranormal activity. Oh, yeah. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I knew that Wisconsin and Michigan. See, Michigan I had heard, but Wisconsin I did not know. Wisconsin's got a lot of history to it that a lot of people don't know about. A lot of Native American history. Mm -hmm. People just think of Laverne and Shirley and Cheese (laughs) and the Green Bay Packers. Right. Actually, Barnum and Bailey are from there too. This, there's a there's a museum for Barnum and Bailey the circus. I, 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 I can tell you that Madison is a fun college town. Yes. Oh, is it? Uh, yes. I have been to Madison, Wisconsin before. See, that's some cool restaurants, some cool bars there. I was going to say, I think cool that's town. a story that John's going to have to tell us. <laughs> I almost went to the University of Wisconsin. Go Badgers! Well, yeah, but no. I went to what was it? I'm trying to figure out which one it was. It wasn't Green Bay. It wasn't Stevens Point. It, it wasn't was, Madison. Uh, no. So it's too big. I didn't want it that big of a college. So I'm all into the River the were- Falls. I'm all into the werewolves, and everybody you know that I've ever talked to about paranormal stuff knows that I'm into werewolves. I've watched like every werewolf movie except Bray Road Beast. You have a werewolf <laughs> tattooed on your arm. I have a werewolf he tattooed does. on my arm. He I does sure, have I a huge... The whole story of Ossery <laughs> is on your arm. Oh, God, I do. It's, it's right there. I so, yes, on. werewolves are your thing. So, I, lo- I love the idea of werewolves. And so, I've watched all these werewolf movies and, and all that. So, I had to Google stalk, the Google map stalk, the, the Bray Road and the whole four miles. So, I started at the first and went all the way out to the end. And It's haunted. No, it's not. <laughs> Alyssa has this ability to tell if something is haunted just by looking at it. Like we drive down these old country roads. She sees this dilapidated house and she goes, oh my God, 1000% that is haunted AF. I mean, yeah, I do that too. I mean, especially yeah, I, in the fog or something. Yeah, right. I mean, if I was you a ghost, I'd haunt that. Home, yeah, right? can't exactly. necessarily describe it. But you know it when you see it. Yeah, yep, okay. you pass it. Haunted. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. So even if Alyssa Google Maps stalked this road, she wouldn't say that it was haunted. It's just this plain, ill-repaired. I mean, because it's you know it's got some bumps in it, but it's a it's a blacktop road through the country. If you've ever driven through North Texas, uh, East you know, Texas, like East Texas, where we're from. Uh, You've seen this. You've seen corn growing South here. Texas. Trees growing here. The next quarter mile, you've got trees here and corn here. I mean, it's just... Well, not corn here. Corn here. It's usually sorghum up, up in uh, right. Illinois and Wisconsin. Yeah, it's, but they... I mean, that's what you see. It's just corn and trees. Look at him farming knowledge. Right. So, <laughs> I was... I went... I looked and I go, well, there's nothing scary looking about this. It doesn't seem spooky. It doesn't seem all that, so... Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Um, so I would like to point out, though, that the first public report 
was Doris Gibson on October 31st, which is Halloween. Halloween. And that's the first time that in the 90s that it was brought up that somebody had seen the Bray Road Beast. And that's the girl who was driving, thought she hit it and got out of her car and it chased after the car and scratched the back of the car. So, which lends one to believe or, you know, or it's an guide. awfully rural area to be playing a prank in. It is. I agree. Also a great way to get yourself shot. It, that well in Texas you would for sure here yeah hundred uh, percent but that 100%, doesn't take much hundred percent yeah it doesn't take a lot to get shot in Texas uh, I can it, assure you if that was my truck in the middle of nowhere like that there would be several hundred and twenty four grain hollow points <laughs> in that thing's body are there pictures so, of these never no one has ever see caught a picture. I just don't know how I feel about that no one has ever caught a picture of the Bray Road Beast never. I mean I could understand in the eighties and the nineties. You know, we didn't have the cell phone business. Right. But, but in the 2000s? I, I'm going to be honest with you. I've had experiences to where I'm like, oh my God. And I didn't have a cell phone in my hand. I didn't I've think. Had, but in your car? In, but I didn't think to reach into my pocket. My right. recent UFO sighting, I was so amazed and bewildered. I get it. And overjoyed and happy with what I was watching. Did you pull out your cell phone? It did not occur to me until afterwards. You were living in the moment. I was living in the moment. You were living in the moment. Would you have been able to get a picture of it? Was it clear enough? Absolutely. Okay. But I was just so amazed. Right. Amazing wonderment. You've let me down. I would like to have seen Uh, this. <laughs> Mara was there too. She had her okay, phone well, too. Neither let of us thought about pulling our phones um, out. Alyssa, was... the one truly paranormal experience that I know you have had mm-hmm. was we were at a uh, a Civil War uh, camp, uh, prison. At Fort, uh, whatever, Fort yeah. uh, here. Yeah. Camp and, Ford. Camp, camp Ford. Ford. Thank, thank you. you. God, I couldn't remember. Right here in Tyler, so, Texas. And we were out and we were investigating at Camp Ford. And both of us saw... Love that sound. Yeah, I know. It's great, right? <laughs> so both of us saw these legs and nothing else. And he's going to take every I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. It's his tequila. I don't care. Oh, he's it's, sharing. It's, it's, like, uh, the any, teaching any of sharing. Time, I don't think there's going to be enough to make it around. Uh, it's okay. It. <laughs> listen, listen. She doesn't need any more. Apparently, any I'm being rationed. <laughs> Any any time that uh, tequila comes to the house, it's our tequila. <laughs> so we community. We Don't come tequila. to this household so, without sharing. Okay, so let's let's be real here. That's what killed. could this thing be? A werewolf? Did it have a tail? I want to know about the tail. Like your tail on have, your, yeah, it I looks like a raccoon. You have a tail. No, I meant your tattoo has a tail. Has I hope you know. Tail. I, you know, I paid, I, I paid really good money for that tattoo, but I never liked the tail on it. I love the tail. I think you it. Did? Yes, I think it totally fits. It looks like a raccoon tail. It does look like a raccoon. It, but I think it looks like it a lo- raccoon tail. It looks tail. like David Crockett's hat. Yeah, I know. I don't know what to do about it though. Uh, you could go to another artist and have it extended and. Listen, I, I think it works with his furry as the rest of him is. I realize it's a little raccoonish. Wait, who, Mike? Or yes, the... yes, he is I'm quite furry. furry. Yeah. But no, um, no, the 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 werewolf. I I like how it looks. I think it blends. I think I, it looks I think really it's a good. Good job. I think it's a. He was an excellent tattoo artist. Um, I just don't. I don't know. I guess I've never really since nothing's ever really been confirmed of a werewolf. Like, 
other than like the story of Osiris and the drawn pictures, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they do have like raccoon tails. Well, look at look at the beast of Javadon, the, the the drawings and stuff from the time. Yeah, what the hell so, is that? but does this right. Bray Road beast have a tail? He doesn't have a tail. He just has claws and red Nobody eyes. Nobody ever mentioned a tail and a broad chest, and he's kind no, of furry. He, walks, he stands up like a man, and except eats his hamburgers. legs are eats roadkill like hamburgers, dog like, and he has hands, humanoid hands. They don't call it human hands; they call it humanoid hands. So I will say that so okay, it's not like a claw. So the. The thing about shape-shifting in werewolves or the ability to change into an animal transcends every continent. Oh, yeah, for sure. Every culture, we all have our werewolves. Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, every culture has shape-shifting. should be pointed out that Wendigo is not a werewolf. Uh-uh. Sha- no. but, uh, okay, so that's Skinwalker thing. is, though. Yeah, exactly. So, a Wendigo. So a skinwalker and a shapeshifter are synonymous. A skinwalker is a shapeshifter. A skinwalker is a, type is of shapeshifter. a shapeshifter. Type of okay. Yes. Sorry. Once again, I'm not knowledgeable as much and, as you two. On right. This. So the so it could have been it could have been a, a werewolf. Okay, but if werewolves were real, werewolves were real. Say that wow. Times werewolves were real. Wow. Werewolves were real. Werewolves were real. Okay. If they were real. Then, yeah, let's say, okay, it's a werewolf. And that is, like I say, it transcends every culture. It transcends every continent. Um, I mean, there's something to that. All myths are based in legends, and legends have some root in reality. But the werewolf thing goes back to to Greek mythology. Um, The word lycanthrope comes from... Now, I'm not going to remember the exact names, but... Lycanthropy? uh, yeah, it is lichen or like uh, yes. You're yes. gonna have to the Greek. Forgive my lack of knowledge on this, but King, King like lichen, King lichen. Yeah, is the one who offered up his son as a meal to <clears throat> Zeus. Thank you. The Zeus cursed him to. And yeah, Zeus knew what was up, and, and that's where and he brought the boy back to life. Yeah. Oh, see, okay. I know about lichens from the movie. Yeah, Underworld. Underworld. Yeah. Of I course. mean, it actually goes all the way back to Greek mythology. Yeah, yes. it does. Uh, King Lycan. Yeah. So good. Good looking out on remembering that because I'm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm think I'm seeing the story in my head, but I cannot remember. Right. It, you remember? So he wanted to. He wanted to trick Zeus, and you know he tried to pull this off, and it didn't work well. Well for him. No. So, so what else could it be? Misidentified Sasquatch. It, misidentified Sasquatch. Dog A man. bear. Dogman. Dog man. We, Dog, I, I think Dogman and Werewolf all fall into the same yeah. oh, okay. boat. The same category of So here's my thing about the whole werewolf cryptid. thing. Okay, I would love to believe that there are werewolves. I but, really would. But do you believe it, in the curse it bites you or scratches you and then the curse is passed on and the it's only a, way that you can end it is by finding the, the OG werewolf? A lot of this is Hollywood, you realize. Silver bullets. A lot of it's Hollywood. And so if you go in... If you look at the European werewolves, European werewolves, uh, it was a curse, or, or, they could have done something to bring this on to themselves. They could intentionally become a werewolf by drinking from a paw print of a wolf. Yeah, drink, you, you're lacking. gonna get something that's a werewolf. werewolf. You're no. gonna get Giardia. Or a wolf. No werewolf. <laughs> 
So, no, seriously. <laughs> something. Seriously. Uh, Rabies. They believed, then that's what happened. These guys would drink from these wolf prints, you know, in the like in the mud, and they would lap water out of it to become a werewolf. And then they would. You're going to get dysentery. Well, they contract rabies. Yeah. And Rabid. So they're foaming at the mouth. They're biting at people. Oh, they must be turned into a werewolf. So, and that's what happened. I read, uh, I think I was like 12 years old when I read The Werewolf hmm. Delusion. And it talks, it goes into the psych, uh, psychology and the psychopathy of uh, lycanthropy. And it, it talked about the people who believe they had. You know, became actually, werewolves. who was the guy in France? Gilles, Gilles, something. I oh yeah, the it was actually put on trial for yes. being a werewolf. Yes. Um, but he thought because that's like a mental disorder where people really believe that yes. they're werewolves. You're talking about yes. that, like anthropy. And so anyway, so uh, but people believe that if you wore the if you were wore the the right loincloth of a wolf skin and you and you. What they did, they would mix this, melt down this fat, animal fat, and mix different hallucinogenic drugs in it, and then smear it over their body, put the wolf uh, loincloth on, and they would transform into a wolf. So they were tripping. <laughs> they were tripping balls. The Vikings yeah. had this too. The Berserkers. The berserkers yes. had a uh, yeah. wolf-coated men mm-hmm. who would put on right. wolf skins and and get pumped up probably did some mushrooms and got right, pumped exactly. up for battle no i mean seriously they did though you know yeah i mean you laugh but you no know, they really a, did. it's a legit thing yeah I, so I what else could it. be a prank could somebody a prank it's a lot of people for to prank you said there was 400, 400 people? people well i didn't say that yet but yeah just around i told you guys earlier before the show um there was actually uh linda uh, godfrey the reporter collected 400 accounts of people said, I saw this thing. At different times that they claimed that they saw this. Over about a 30-year period. Okay, so that's different times. So we're not talking about a prank. No, we're not These talking about a prank. These are people if over... They, it was a prank. They pranked people for 30 years straight. And they're not and part then, of the same family. So think about if you go all the way back to 1936 when Shackleman first saw it. Then you're talking about, well, he was pranking in 1936. And he's pranking in the last sighting was 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's dead, isn't he? Yeah. So it's not the same person pranking if they're yeah. prank, if, you know if it was a prank. I mean, so what else could have been? Uh, I know the foul odor makes me think Sasquatch because yeah. they tend to you know everybody, or demon or demon. You know, he was by a monastery, right? Or no, a Franciscan convent. Convent. Excuse mm-hmm. me. So he was an old convent. No monks in Wisconsin. Uh, and so too, he was at a psych hospital, and I think that there are people who are mentally ill. I think there are people who are oppressed and possessed by demonic entities, and I think sometimes those are confused. Okay. Okay. I think some people who you say, "Oh, they're crazy," or they're you know they're mentally ill. Well, no, they're they have demonic oppression. I think other people who have demonic oppression and say, oh, well, they're just, they're mentally ill. No, you know. So, so are you saying Shackleman had this? No. What I'm saying is maybe that was someone from that oh. school because it was for developmentally disabled or back then it would have been, you know, right, adult mentally retarded is what they would have called it. That's what they would have called it back then. So, um, or children. 
with mental retardation is what it would have been called back then. So I think maybe one of them, it could have been one of them who thought they were a werewolf or, you know, could have been a lot of different But then things. let's cycle forward to 2020. Okay. It's probably not that. It's probably not that. I mean, it's not being seen at said place. It's being seen on a road. Yeah. Eating roadkill like a cheeseburger. So, <laughs> I mean. No, I mean, seriously, that's, that's what it was. I mean, I don't know. So, I would like to see said claw marks in the car. I really do. I, yeah. I want to see this. You know, they be may nice. be out there on some database somewhere from a newspaper or something. I didn't have access to that when I was microfiche. It, maybe it is, but I didn't. You travel. know what? It, it, I didn't travel to Elkhorn to to <laughs> go into the the newspaper Listen, microfiche. If Patterson and Gimlin in 1967 mm-hmm. can get the best, the quintessential, the quintessential, the still heavyweight undefeated champion of Bigfoot footage in 1967 with the little hand crank camera you telling me in the 90s all somebody saying, didn't have one of those JVC camera I mean all I'm saying is I'm not saying that it's real and I'm not saying that it's not real what I'm saying is the preponderance of personal accounts of people seeing it that that does that does weigh heavily, yeah. They saw. Here's my thing. I think they saw something. There's something out there. I think they saw something. I don't know that it's a werewolf. I don't know that it's a, a squatch. You know, I don't know what it is. I know they saw something. I'm not putting a tent up and camping out on no. Bray Road. And I, I think it was something so abnormal to what they were used to seeing. Because those people up there, they live out in the woods. They see bears. You know, they know what a bear looks like. They know what a wolf yep. looks like, probably. They only have I mean, black bears there, and everybody knows what they look like. Right. And, you know, and I mean, we live in Texas. We don't have that many wolves here. But even I, for my time I spent out in the woods, and I've spent quite a bit, you know, I've seen uh, three three wolves in my lifetime. Oh, yeah. They're very rare. They are rare. Especially here. I've seen one uh, mountain lion, or a cougar, puma, whatever you I've want to call it. I've seen a black one. I saw a black one. Which they say don't even exist. They here, say don't exist, which is but they do. Because they I, do. everybody I know, who's even the games warden will tell you that who's exist. grown up, spent time in the country, knows that those are real. Okay, so paranormal, not paranormal. What do you think? Well, it's not normal. It's not normal, is it? Many accounts report a wolf-like monster frolicking through the local cornfields. That's <laughs> what this thing says. Frolicking. <laughs> I have frolicked in a lot of places, but I have never frolicked <laughs> in a cornfield. Corn now, a, one even chasing I, a deer. It I says have, I have frolicked in the back of a car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> a time or two, I frolicked behind a club one night. But where I was playing, but I never frolicked through a cornfield. <laughs> All right, moving on. I think we, I think we killed that one. Uh, Alyssa, yes, talk to me about a listener story. Listener story, yeah. Okay, this one is called Old Henry. Submitted to us by a a listener future listener Mm -hmm. okay so it says angelina college 1983 ish angelina college is very near to us um in lufkin texas small east texas town i was at the theater late 
So apparently she used to work in the theater. I was at the theater late with a couple of other students setting lights for the show. I was standing on the stage floor handing the other two on the ladder supplies. They could not see into the house or the audience area, but I could. There were only a few dim lights on just so no one would fall off the stage as we needed to see the stage lights as they came on to be focused, etc. As the other two guys were working, I looked out into the house and saw the outline shadow of a man wearing a hat, the kind they wore back in the 1950s, in a trench coat. Since no one was supposed to be in the theater, I said something like, Can I help you? The man did not respond, but my friends on the ladder did. Who are you talking to? And I explained to them there was a man in the house. They started coming down the ladder, and I looked out into the house again. No man. They said I must have been dreaming of a man and I was crazy or something like that. After protesting that no, I really did see a man, one of them said, let's just finish, and we got back to work. Fast forward a week later. I was off stage setting props when my friend that had given me a hard time earlier walked on stage. The stage lights were dimly lit but no house lights. He walked backward to where I was and said something like, I think I see your man. I went on stage with him and there was the same figure I had seen the week before. My friend said, can I help you? The rehearsal is closed. I witnessed the shadow fading into mist. We both just looked at each other and got out of there. The next weeks, we would see Henry. That's what we named him. And at some point, my friend asked him if that was okay. Each time we came into the theater, we would say, Hi, Henry, or something like that. Chit-chat, little stuff. Each time we saw him, he was standing in the back of the house. Then it was time for the show. We had a last-minute problem with lighting, and an instrument light, or a light, was hung next to a broken one. During the show, the new light was flickering. My friend decided to just not use it. I told him that was fine, except for the one place in the show when that was the only light that was on. We discussed in detail through the intercom system we were using. We decided we just had to hope the light would work. When the time came, the light in question did not work. But I thought it did. From my spot off stage, the light was on. But my friend was freaking out. I kept saying, calm down, it worked. But it didn't. After a while, he explained to me that the light that was on was the light that was the light that he had unplugged. I said, impossible or something like that. And he said, but it's on. When the scene was over, the light went out. After the show, we checked it and it was in fact unplugged from all electricity. We stood there for a minute and at the same time, we both said, Henry. My friend said, thanks, Henry. And the light flickered. We kept talking to Henry and everyone else thought we were crazy, but I didn't see him again. Not sure if anyone else ever did see Henry. And no one believed us that the light that was unplugged really came on. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it reminds me of a flashlight communication sort. You know where you take an old mag right. light and you just barely, barely, yeah. So, so I don't know if Henry's real, but the light came on that's unplugged, and okay. then it flickered, and then never came on again, and they never saw him again. So. Okay, I'm going to go back, and I think that one of the quotes that I have on our website, uh, on our website, paranormal-spirits.com, is the one where Shakespeare's in Hamlet, he said, and I said that with a question mark at the end because I think it's Hamlet, he said, there are more things in heaven and earth than are dreamt of in your philosophies of ratio. So I think that the, the the spiritual side or spirit side of the theater has been around for a long time. Everybody, you know, you know, they talk Hamlet's ghost, and you know, and it is Hamlet. It's Hamlet. It well, is Hamlet. It, or Amleth, 
Yeah. Which is the original Saxon Grammaticus Danish story that. Right. But so. Wealth of knowledge that. over here. I know John is. I swear to God. It's actually a Viking a, story that he has Shakespeare a, based that on. He has, a, he has a brain like a steel trap. It just grabs this knowledge and holds <laughs> on to it. And that's what I love about him. So, but the, but you know, the, the idea of, of ghosts and theaters has been associated for a long, long time. For one thing, theaters have been around for a long time. There's so many old theaters. Right. Listen, this but, is one I mean, of those every, things I look every at. Every theater has a ghost. Or, you know, I look at them. Those ghost. old ones, haunted. Every <laughs> Are they time. haunted, babe? Every time. Those old school ones you see and like, we have some, we have one here. Yeah, 1,000 Was it the haunted. Liberty? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. Haunted. So, yeah, I totally... I didn't see it. I wasn't there, but I would not deny it, and I wouldn't I discount it. that at all. I mean, I've seen enough ghosts myself to know that they. And then you have two shit. people that actually saw it, and then it went to a mist, which you always hear. So. Yeah, it turned into a mist. Yeah, he went cool. off in a mist. I think that yep. was cool. Yep. So, John, what do you got for us? Kind of wacky, crazy stuff. I have got. a video I sent to you guys. Okay. Um, I see it over here in Messenger. It is from NBC's Today Show, but okay. there are several versions of it. But uh, it was about nine months ago. A zoo in Amarillo caught something very interesting on their security cams in the middle of the night. Okay. Okay. I remember something about this. It was like there was like a chain link, and this thing is like walking past it or something. It looks a lot like what uh, you've described in your story. This was on her some. Adeline's birthday that it was this also hasn't eaten in a while whatever it is but yeah it's quite it's very skinny mm-hmm. now this is just showing a, 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 a still I haven't seen a video I think it's a still it was caught but on a motion so a trail cam and I'm like so this is either if it's a person playing it, yeah. a it's part, a really it's thin a really cachectic person what what is the, you're gonna have to define that word? Cachectic uh, is uh, extremely thin. Oh, uh, emaciated. Ema- Essentially, of course, emaciated. Yes, I can't say the other word I would say for that because some people might think I was being insensitive towards eating disorders. But usually, cachectic <laughs> is used to describe loss of weight during a disease. Nurse. Especially nurse. with nurse, yes. uh, cancer, nurse. AIDS, like and other cancer, diseases. AIDS. Oh. Anything uh, that causes wasting. Wasting, tuberculosis. Is there anything that you yeah. can get temporarily that can waste <laughs> about 35 pounds away from you and then no. go away? Yeah, I and mean. If you do, would you let me know? You know? <laughs> Listen, there's all kinds of new drugs out there right now. I think, I think honestly, with the Prescription additional drugs. weight that I put on recently, I think I, I need two good stomach flus. Listen, let's not put that juju out there, okay? No juju <laughs> oh, of any of that. <laughs> right? I think I need no, two no, good stomach stop that. flus. Stop. I'm about no. 30 to 35 over what? Prime John weight. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And uh, it's just been rough, man. You hit a certain age, over 50. Your, just rock uh, the dad bod. Your, What's uh, wrong with the dad bod? Uh, right? Well, you got to buy all new clothes. It's the three letters. What is it? So I've had too much tequila. And Low T. That's four letters. No. no. Um, uh, it's BD, blame it on that. BDI. BD. Hymns. Anyone like that feel like sponsoring? Uh, <laughs> right. Roman. Oh, anyone so, who uh, provides a <laughs> sort of testosterone enhancement. Right. 
Um, but so yeah, we, the very thin-looking werewolf that has that not eaten very, anything very but like... Is very But then again, it's an Amarillo, which is deserty, is and, it not? And to me, it looks like he is looking at the camera, like he noticed the IR flash. To me, I, somebody is, like it's in a werewolf costume. Yeah, but who? It's though? been a while since like, is, it, is that Iggy Pop? In a how long? How long ago was this? Nine months ago. That in, said, June tenth of twenty twenty two, which is Adeline's birthday. So I so, don't remember ish. ever hearing a lot of these things that they come up with like this. You know, oh, we've caught this, we caught that, and then they come up with something that um, says, oh, it's been solved. I you think know, this one's it. still a mystery. Ed. I can't imagine that it would not be because that. But if there's not a full video and it's just a still, how easy is that to fake? Not really. I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, if it's a still, but I'm still. I'm not a. What I say? Still. <laughs> don't you make fun of me? <laughs> make fun of my East Texas drawl. Like some of these usually get resolved. Re- remember the uh, weird? It was supposed to be alien caught on ring camera walking in a driveway. The kid who lives there showed how he did it. Right. It was just the kid going out there, and he was just being silly. He's a lanky little kid. No one's ever disproven this one. No one's disproven this one. I mean, it looks like a werewolf. If if what we've seen is true. Maybe it's the Bray Beast that showed back it, up in Amarillo. I don't know. Maybe it is. Let I, me ask you this, Mike. Okay. Do you believe in werewolves in the traditional, in the European historical sense of a human that is at the curse of the werewolf the you know the full moon changes them into a okay rabbit beast you got it tattooed on your arm i believe in a lot of things and that they have to be killed with silver bullets i believe in a lot of things that i can't explain uh i believe we live in a spiritual world uh that is around our physical world because of things that I have, I have experienced. I do not believe that a person goes out there and stands under the full moon and and howls at the moon and becomes a werewolf. Right. Okay. And the reason I don't believe that is because my science, the scientific side of my brain, kicks in. It goes, okay. In order for the metabolism and the metamorphosis that would have to take place. For a, kill someone for a human being to change it would you got a magical spiritual <sighs> you know so in order though for that to happen though you're talking about the energy of probably what two or three atomic bombs to to transform a human into something that's not human yeah i mean when, well when you're talking about the energy displacement i mean you're it's impossible it's impossible. It's impossible. This is why what I hear dog man or something, I kind of, oh, you've either misidentified a Bigfoot. Or you faked. And you know the one, the one where the, uh, there's a really famous video where supposedly this was 1970 something where they. Oh, the big black thing that comes running up on a while. Yes, I know they, exactly what you're talking and about. And it was completely fake. And the guy came out and said, yeah, it's fake. Like it's said, probably just a black chow chow they got to attack. No, it was a person. <laughs> Uh, that was dressed up in a ghillie suit. Chow, chow. A, a modified ghillie it looks, suit. It looks like a chow dog. Okay. So it was dressed up in a modified ghillie suit. They bought the the old scooters or whatever it was that they were using for the film. The old truck. There's an old, they're in an old truck. Old 1970s was truck. Bought. The, um, 
the guy, and he he just loped on all fours. Running. It looks great, it. though. It's great. The guy he deserves an Academy Award for special effects because that was great looking. But it, it it's fake. It's one hundred percent fake, and we know it's fake. The they it was found out. Um, but the you know, and I mean they they even got what was it uh, a go kart or something. Uh, an old scooter, know. old bolts, old trucks, whatever it was. They used an old camera and old film. Oh, yeah, definitely they used a hand crank camera. Yeah, old camera, old film to film this to make it like look. Like an 8 millimeter. Yeah, to yeah. make it look real. Which is why I'm so disappointed we can't see the Bray Beast claw marks in the car. I want I, to see that. I tell you what, you, you can take a trip to Elkhorn and... <laughs> There's can, no... There is no footage I have, of any of I it. have seen some documentary show or something uh, where they a woman talks about her vehicle being attacked by something and she left the damage on there so you could see it and here's the same and thing it looks because like the one person claws and drags so the, in the one side person, of the car it's it was pretty convincing so the one person <laughs> that could say okay you know i saw them and they were like can't remember what it was Walmart's, linda godfrey she passed away. She passed away last year, 71 years old. So we won't ever know, or at least not from her, about the Bray Road Beast. And you don't believe in werewolves? I don't believe in werewolves. I, th- I think it is physically, from a physical standpoint, I think it would. It, it's just impossible. That, that's how I feel. Too about. much energy to transform a human to a creature. Also, but you got the story tattooed on your arm. For sure. That's a cool story. I mean, I love those movies too. But I'm Irish. <laughs> I can I, I can I can see scientifically my brain make, can make total sense out of a Sasquatch or Bigfoot. Absolutely, you've got uh, evolutionarily speaking, changing. it makes total sense. It's not. It's not. Which changing. Is what you don't have a Sasquatch turn into a human being. No. Yeah. Uh, no. I mean, at some point. So does a werewolf exist without being a human? Can it just be a werewolf? Could there a just bipedal be bipedal wolf? Well, that would be a dog man, I guess. Bipedal wolf, please. but the actual transformation's not there for you. Uh, no, the actual transformation is not. What uh, is the thing down in uh, in Louisiana? What do they call it? There's a French. Is it Lugaru? Rugaru. No, it's Lugaru. There's a name for it. in the swamps. Lugaru, where men transform into a loop. A, Loop Garou, but then in Cajun they call it Rougarou. Yeah, Loop Loop is uh, an R. Wolf. Right. Under yeah. Garou is man. Yeah, but I've heard it referred to in uh, Cajun as Rougarou. It's a Rougarou is a monster with the head of a wolf and the body of a man that prowls the swamps in Louisiana and Canadian folklore. But I I think that Cajun maybe there's something that takes over certain men. They don't turn into a wolf, but they do turn into a killer. I, that I do not doubt. It's serial killers. Like well, uh, uh, Gilles, Gilles Garay was oh. the man in France. Yes. Was the, a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so I guess, you know, we're coming up on an hour and of, of time that we spent, so we probably ought to wrap it up at some point. But There was actually, let me just tell you this real quick. So when Mike and I first got together many moons ago, I truly believe this man thought he was a werewolf. 
<laughs> I really did. I really did. He's he, hairy as hell. Yes, but. he really is. Well, because he believes in the supernatural, and he would talk about howling at the moon and stuff, just being funny. But I was like, do you... I actually had an honest conversation, and I said, do you really believe you're a werewolf? And he's like... He really did. He goes, are you serious? <laughs> and I was like... Yes, like, I don't know, you believe in paranormal stuff, like, do you? He goes, no, I don't believe in any of that. So that was, like, my one moment of being really foolish. So, I I gotta be honest with you. With our relationship. The part about the the werewolf that gets me is the romanticism involved in werewolves. Okay, so when I was a kid, when you were a kid, we had Dracula. We had... The old Universal Studios monster. We had Dracula, Bela Lugosi. We had uh, Frankenstein. We had the mummy. And we had the wolfman. And that was basically our four monsters. That's what we grew up with. Okay? So let me go down the line. So we have Dracula. Dracula, if he bit you, you got two holes in the side of your neck. You live forever. You got to wear cool-ass clothes. You got all the hot chicks. And you never died. With low-cut... I don't believe in dresses. those. I believe there are actual human beings, super gothy human beings who right. drink blood. Yeah, oh, I know there are, but, but they are not living forever. Right. Okay. So, but that that was a monster. That was Dracula. Okay. And then he had the mummy. Okay. This dude is wrapped up in bandages. Mummies and, are real. And he walks around like this. It. He's not going to get me. Right. I can outrun him. Yeah, Frankenstein. And I read at an early age, I was a kid, I mean a a young kid when I read Frankenstein by Mary Shelley, and it was an extremely sad story. By the way, the the monster is not, but the doctor is Frankenstein. Yeah, the true monster was Frankenstein. He was a horrible, But but a lot of people say Frankenstein. Yeah, right. But that's not, that's the monster. The doctor was the the monster. The doctor is Frankenstein. The monster is just called the monster. Right. He was a horrible person in that book. Oh, yeah. Bad guy. Okay. So. But the werewolf. But the werewolf. Or the wolf man. The wolf man. This is something that stalked you in the middle of the night down some misty road with the trees over the top and the fog. And he snuck up on you and he waited till that perfect moment and he pounced. And when he did, he ripped your throat out. If you were lucky enough to get away. If you were lucky enough to get away, you could fight him off. You're going to turn into one. Because You're going to turn you. into a werewolf, yeah. too. It is the best one. It's always yeah. been my favorite, Dude, too. it was the one that scared me when I was yeah. a kid. It's the only thing that scared me. The other three didn't. No. But the werewolf scared me because, oh, my God. And he did not want to be what he was. It was and a curse. I, I think that all of us, to some degree, have a part of us that we go, I don't really want to be what I am. You know, I want to be something different. But I can't do anything about it. Oh, yes. now you can today. It's wanna, all very popular today to do something about it. I mean, yeah, you can spend enough you money. Are, yeah. You know, but I mean, but you know, I could, I could go get but my wolf? hair. I could get my hair colored. I could. I've seen people say, I identify as wolf. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. that's true. That's true. <laughs> For sure. Oh, let's but to have the pool, let's but to have there. the full on <laughs> werewolfness. So, but my point is that everybody wants to be something else. And this was something that was forced on. Lon Chaney Jr. and Lon Chaney. And the guy in American Wolf in London. Yeah. And And the kid in American Wolf in Paris. All the... Anthony Hopkins. And Wolfman. And Benicio Del Toro. Benicio Del Toro. Oh, great movies. Great Great Wolfman movies. movies. Great Great. movies. But those are classic gothic horrors. Mm Mm-hmm. So anyway. What's your favorite werewolf movie? 
Mm. Wolfman, Anthony Hopkins. Really? Is that yours? Really. I really love that movie. I love it. I, you I like American... Dog Soldiers. Dog yeah, Soldiers, American Werewolf in London. That's number two. The Howling. No, wait, wait. The Wolfman, the new one with Benicio Del Right, right, right. That's number two. Number one is Dog Soldiers. Number one is Dog Soldiers. Uh, the Howling. Oh, that's up there too. That's up there too. Yeah. Howl. Have you seen Howl, the British one? Where mm-hmm. they're in the, the train and the train yes. stalls on the train. Yeah. Yes. That's a really good one. Yeah. Really good one. But how about the cheesy American werewolf in Paris? No, you know, I rewatched that recently. Isn't it? I, I, I saw that first when it first came out, and I was much uh-huh. younger then. CGI was kind of new, uh-huh. and I thought it was really cool, and I liked it, it, it better than the London one. I just watched that a couple weeks ago again just as an adult. London's better. I finished it, but yeah, the practical effects in London are so much better. better. So okay, amazing. So, it's all practical effects that oh, yeah, yeah, claws yeah. grow out. So if you watch it, though, if you watch Paris, American Werewolf from Paris, A Whip, and you watch it, <laughs> what? A Whip? What's a wrong whip. with A Whip? I don't know. It's funny. That's, that's, a good, to, that's good. That's, that's good. what we used to call it. Well, so American Werewolf in Paris, if you watch it from the perspective of it being a dark comedy... It's, there are some funny parts. It's great, man. Yeah. It's but there's some funny parts movie. in London, too. And there are. There's some really funny parts in London. Then that, there's that messed up Nazi zombie thing murdering <laughs> the family scene. That's like, <laughs> oh, my God. And can, that, you clarif- can you classify Underworld as being a werewolf movie? I enjoy oh, those films. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Or is like it Vampire? Them. Or is it both? It's both. I love the way that they combine those two worlds. Because they've, they've never... But y'all didn't actually bring up Underworld as being a Wolfman werewolf movie. Nah. So that's why I'm asking. It's not in the classic sense. It's, it's both. Because it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. It's, it's not more, you think Underworld first and you want to know why. Or you think Give Vampire. Give me your mic because you sound really old. Oh, late stages. And you know why you think Vampire. You've seen late stages. Mm-hmm. That's a fantastic one too. You think Vampire because of Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, Kate Beckinsale oh. in that that She's cat a takeaway. Suit. Let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, you take so, away. That's why you think it's a vampire. I know. That's why. Uh, no, let me tell you, Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, nah, I'm, I'm just gonna drop it there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that. That's that movie. That's why it's not a werewolf movie. <laughs> because I love you, and, and I don't want to have to. Oh please, uh, we're not gonna fire. I have eyeballs. And, I have eyeballs. <laughs> right? I mean, come She's on. Right. That's, yes. that's yeah. my fifth. Did I make five? Okay. American Werewolf in London. Uh huh. The Howling. Yeah. Howl. Late phases. Okay, I got four. Those are the best four. Oh, and Wolfman. You don't like Wolfman? It was okay. It was fun. But, but I like it where they completely transform oh, okay. into a, yeah. you know. So, the, the ones in Howl, is a, that's a brilliant film where they're trapped in that train. Mm-hmm. Those look great. The woman who's been bitten, the older woman who's been bitten, and she starts turning. And, oh, man. That's yeah, great. It, I just rewatched that again recently, and I appreciate how great that film is. I can't is. remember. I'm going to have to find out. I'm going to have to look it up. There is one that was made in, in Mexico. Uh, man, God, I can't remember the name. H.O. in Mexico. Hmm? H.O. in Mexico. Just like this. True. Okay, the so she wolf? <laughs> no, not she wolf. No. So, what was our tequila tonight, John? This was Don Julio Blanco. Don Julio, not Don Julio, nineteen forty-two. Just Don Julio Blanco. Yes. Okay. It's just Don Julio. This is their base 
spirit. They're base juice. This is the LX version. It is. Or the LX. Or EX. The EX version. If you're a Honda, this is the EX version. Yeah, the LX. (laughs) House of Terror is another one from Mexico. Dona Lupe. Dona Lupe. Ooh, wolf lady. So we have, speaking of Mexico, okay, so Don Julio, go try some. 